Hello and welcome to the Embodied and Empowered Podcast. Here we dive in and peel back what it is that's disconnected us from truly finding joy in our lives and breaking our codependency on perfection and overachievement so we can finally fully feel empowered and truly experience authentic success. I am your host, Melanie Tingey. Hello and welcome back to the Embodied and Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Melanie, and it's good to be here with you. Today our topic is one that is definitely front of mind for me right now for a lot of reasons. And it's actually kind of funny, not funny haha, but funny interesting because the topic today has been so applicable through so many different pieces of my life recently, but mostly because it 100% relates to what we're talking about in that we're talking about procrastination. And it's literally taken me one full month to get around (laughs) to recording this episode. So we're going to dive in today, and it's actually going to be a three-part episode or mini-series. And today, we're going to be focusing on one aspect of three different parts of procrastination and kind of what builds that. So through the series, we're going to break down how procrastination shows up in our lives, what procrastination really is or where it comes from, and then ways that we can challenge it or uh, overcome it in a sense so that we don't allow ourselves to continue to fall victim to procrastination. So to kick us off, I want to ask you a question. How do you know when procrastination is showing up in your life? It's sneaky, and I don't think we even recognize all of the early signs of procrastination in the activities that we participate in. And it might seem like a really simple question, because it is, but the answer is one that even caused me to pause a little bit. So before I get into the answer, right, of how we know when procrastination is showing up, I want to actually go back to the root, the origins of where does the word procrastination even come from? So the root of procrastination, it actually comes from Latin. And this is, this is something that I looked into and learned. I didn't know this until today. I mean, it'll make sense for you here in just a minute. So pro, in Latin, it's, it means forward, okay? Crass, and I'm probably mispronouncing that when you think of Latin pronunciation, but crass is really a, a word for tomorrow. And when you add crass to tinnus, so crastinus, it essentially means belonging to tomorrow. So when we take that forward belonging to tomorrow, we're essentially saying we're essentially saying that it we're putting the ownership or the responsibility of the task, the project, commitment, the goal forward to tomorrow or to just in general, a future date. And can we get real for a second? Too often when we fall into this cycle of procrastination, 
the thing we are procrastinating won't even get done because tomorrow never comes. So when you hear yourself say, I'll do it tomorrow, that's a telltale sign that your habit or behavior of procrastination is stepping into the driver's seat. So how many things, I'm curious, how many things honestly have you said even just today that you'll do tomorrow or next week or on the weekend? That one's really popular when it comes to health, right? I'll start on Monday or I'll start next month or I'll start January 1st. Man, I've said so many things similar to that. Too many times to count. So we're deferring the action until tomorrow. That's the that's one significant way that we can identify when we are allowing procrastination to creep in. And when it comes to getting really clear on procrastination, we're going to talk about five symptoms of it. And we're going to break them down. Then in our next episode, episode two of this mini-series, we're going to get into the underlying causes, the root issues that are manifesting or bringing to the surface the symptoms of our procrastination. Because if we just treat the symptom, right? It's like I have a headache. Okay, I'm going to take some ibuprofen, let's say, or some Tylenol. But maybe you have a headache because you're actually thirsty. For me, that's a really indicative reason of why I will get a a headache or a migraine. I haven't had enough water, but if I just take ibuprofen, sure, it might make it go away for a little bit, but it's going to come back because I didn't solve the root issue causing the headache. Okay. We're going to get in, in our next episode, we're going to get into those underlying issues. And Once we resolve those underlying issues, then we can start to see procrastination coming back less and less often. I don't know that we're ever going to fully get rid of procrastination personally because we're human and there's a lot of emotions and issues that we're always dealing with and it's one of our natural defenses. But we can become offensive, offensive, not offensive, right? We can play on offense rather than defense, knowing what the symptoms and the underlying issues are and start addressing and healing those. So that'll be our next episode. And our final episode will be how do we play offensively, offensively, I keep saying that the wrong way, and instead of defensively with regards to our procrastination. What are some of the the techniques, the processes, the tools that we can use to really work on healing and repairing the underlying issues? Okay, so let's kind of dive into this. And as we go into these, you might find, you probably will find that some of these sound very similar and there's distinct differences between them and they might actually overlap with each other. This is very common for those of us, if you're like me, who have struggled with procrastination throughout your life. Okay, so number one, the first one is, If you find yourself delaying the task, the project, the, you know, the, the, the activities that actually get you to the result you're going for. So we're delaying it. But when we delay it, we're actually creating more anxiety around the deadline because then we're pushing 
the timeline shorter and now it's too close to when we actually need to have the final finished product, um, have the goal achieved, you know, whatever that is for you. So you're rushed. You, you push so fast, so hard in a very condensed amount of time because you delay. And there are a lot of reasons, and we'll get into that here in a minute, of, of that or for that delay. And I find, and a lot of people find, two significant outcomes that happen because we delay. So you're going to be incredibly rushed, high levels of anxiety and overwhelm and stress, and you get it done, but you are just beat up because you waited so long. The second thing that I see most often within myself and within those that I work with, it just doesn't even end up getting done because you've delayed so far, so long that now you recognize there's not sufficient time to even try and attempt finishing it. So you just don't, don't even start. So it just doesn't get done. So number one, we delay. Number two, we avoid. And you might say, Melanie, delay and avoid, aren't those the same thing? Here's the difference between a delay approach and an avoid approach. Delay is just like start up ignoring it, right? We're just pushing it out. I'll do it later. Avoiding is we're intentionally choosing to do something else. That could be, I'm going to clean the kitchen. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to fold the laundry, you might start doom scrolling on social media. I'm intentionally putting my energy, my attention somewhere else doing something else. And the doing of something else is the avoidance of what you actually are procrastinating. And I have found that in my life, the avoidance becomes one of the most prominent tactical methods of procrastination, especially as I get closer to the deadline. So for me, what I found, I'll delay. And then as I approach the deadline, I start to become tactical with my avoidance in in intentionally choosing to do other things as I get closer to the deadline. Does this happen for you? I would be curious. This brings us to number three, making excuses or rationalizing. You can list off all the great reasons why you needed to clean the kitchen instead of doing the laundry. Maybe you are a person that like dreads the laundry. So you're going to do everything else except the laundry. You can rationalize why you needed to go clean up your junk drawer instead of have the hard conversation with your partner, your spouse, or your roommate. You're going to be really good at making everything you choose to do or not do sound really important. There's going to be a great reason why you did it. It makes sense, right? But does it? Does it really make sense? We make the excuses and we rationalize to make us feel better about the decision we made to not do the thing we're procrastinating. So let me give you an example. I personally hire and work with a coach and about a month ago, I'm on my call and I commit to doing five or six different things between that call and our next one. And I meet with her every two weeks. I still work full time. I'm married. I've got lots of different responsibilities, all of the things. So I I was convincing myself totally that I could do all of these five or six things in one weekend. 
So I postponed for a week and a half. Okay. And it came to that next, that final weekend. It's Friday. That was a long day. It's, I'll do it on Saturday. It's been a really long week. I need this night to just chill. It's been a hard week at work. Okay. Saturday. Hmm. I'd really like to have a day that's just mine. I give so much to my job and then I still have to dinner and get ready for the next day and all of the things. I want a day that's mine. So I'll do it on Sunday. Sunday comes and I do work on all of the things, but I made it so simple in my head when in reality they were far more involved, all of them, than I gave credit to. And I ended up not getting any of them done. I worked on all of them but none of them actually got finished. One of them being this podcast. Isn't it funny? Procrastination, it shows up in so many different ways in our life. So I made up all the excuses. My work, I need time for myself, all good reasons. I need to take care of myself. Self-care is super important. And so is keeping a commitment to myself and a commitment that I also made to my coach, right? Both are important. And I just chose to rationalize and give more weight to self-care and taking time for myself and taking care of my home and making sure I had energy for my full-time job, all great things. And still rationalizations and excuses for why I didn't do what I said I would do. This leads to number four, poor time management. So when procrastination is like super ingrained in our behavior, we chronically either underestimate or overestimate how much time and energy it's going to take to finish whatever it is that we're we're committed to. This is where the excuses actually fit in, right? They overlap each other. It won't take me that long. I can do it tomorrow. Or it's going to take so much time and work. I need to get everything else done so that I can ensure I can focus and dedicate all of my time to it. How many times have you found yourself guilty of saying one of those two? It's not going to take that much time. I can do it tomorrow. I've got other things that are really pressing right now. Or it's going to take so much time. I need to get everything else off my plate so that I can really, you know, double down focus and and get it done. Both of which are miscalculations, inaccurate estimations of how much time and energy it's going to really take. And so we end up postponing. And finally, number five, guilt, shame, and regret. For those of us, if you're like me, you wrestle and struggle with procrastination and you end up finding yourself very often with immense levels of shame and guilt. We should all over ourselves, right? I should have started sooner. I should have known better. I shouldn't have done blah, blah, blah. We should all over ourselves. And then we kind of drown ourselves in this hopeless wishing. I wish I had better focus. I wish I could just do this. I wish I had just X, Y, Z. Wishing like that is just another form of shoulding. We are wishing about the things and we're shoulding ourselves about things that we have no ability to change because they happened in the past. They've already been done. So we just keep reviewing what we failed to do pointing out all the ways that we keep falling short. And that behavior, that behavior is demeaning yourself or devaluing you. 
because I didn't do something in a certain way, I am worth less. Your doing has no impact on your value at all. What you do does not impact your value and worth, but society would tell us otherwise. And so we have so much programming that we'll look back and what we didn't do or did do, we're going to shame ourselves for it because shoot, we should have done better. That thought process, that behavior, that cycle just continues to perpetuate the procrastination because you end up feeling smaller, less capable, and less than. There's an energy or a belief of why even? So it just, that that shame, that guilt, that regret just becomes this cycle that perpetuates the procrastination. Let's review. We've gone through the five. Number one, delaying. We're telling ourselves and believing that it can be saved for later. It's a responsibility for tomorrow. We're avoiding. We're consciously choosing to do other tasks, important or not, specifically to keep us from working on that one thing we know we need to do. Number three, excuses. The reasons that we create to dismiss our behavior. They're reasons to make it okay internally for why we did or didn't do what we did. Number four, poorly managing our time. We're either over or underestimating the effort and time it's actually going to take to do what we've committed to doing. And finally, the guilt, shame, and regret that follows. We dwell on our underperformance and find all the reasons we are worth less, devaluing who we are based on what we didn't do. And again, our value is not determined but what, by what we do or don't do. It is inherent in who we are. So you might find that your procrastination only rears its head and shows up in one or two or three of these five. Most common though, most often, it's all of them in different proportions, different orders, but they all overlay each other in different ways, right? The delaying for me leads to the avoidance. And the delaying oftentimes happens because of my poor time management, right? I think it's either going to take less time than it is, or it's going to take so much time. Either way, I'm postponing either to get more things done to free up my time or because I don't think it's going to take much time. I'm going to make excuses all along the way to make myself feel better because I didn't do what I said I would do. But here's all the awesome reasons why I didn't. And then, of course, I feel like crap at the end because I know better. I do know better, but sitting there telling myself, I know better, isn't actually going to help me do better, be better, feel better. In next week's episode, don't miss it. We're going to come back again. We've gone through the symptoms. Next week, we're breaking down the core underlying reasons, the issues, the, the pieces that are churning inside of us, the beliefs, fears, all of those things that are causing the manifestation of the symptoms that we've just discussed. So don't miss next week. And then our final week and final episode in week three, we'll talk about how we can combat or play in offense so that we're not in defense reacting to the procrastination. We're planning ahead so that we don't fall prey or victim to the the procrastination that really is inherent in all humans. Okay. 
In the meantime, I would love to connect with you on the gram and share with me some of your ahas from what we've gone over today. Which symptoms do you find yourself defaulting to with procrastination? How is it showing up for you? And if you are actually ready right now to just nip your procrastination in the bud, I invite you for sure to come find me on Instagram and I'll make sure that my handle and link are in the show notes. It's Mel underscore Tingy and connect with me because I have just opened spaces. I have four spaces I just opened in my one-to-one coaching program. We're going into the holidays here. Don't bring the shame and regret and guilt with procrastination into the holidays. Don't bring that with you. All right, my friend, stay embodied, stay empowered, and really, and most important, stay true to you. Until next time, take care.